God, I thank you that you're a God who wants to meet us. And it's like diving into a pool for the first time. Drinking clean, fresh, ice-filled water for the first time. I thank you that you are refreshment to the deepest, driest part of who we are. So I pray today that you would continue to wake us as we worship you. Uh, We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, listen, I'm I'm just going to let you know, today hasn't kind of gone to my plan, but I hope we're okay with that. You know, uh, last week, for those who weren't here, we were talking about this most precious of ladies that was looking for water. But the shame in her story meant that she couldn't come with everybody else. That she would have to go in the worst point in the day, the heat of the day. And she, like Mer was talking before about the darkness. Like her darkness was shame. She's like, well, nobody else will be there. I'll go to the well and get water at that point there. But as she gets to the well, she finds somebody sitting beside the well. And she doesn't know who this someone is is it could just be another fella wanting to hit on her. But it doesn't take her long to realize that this fella's a different kind of fella. This fella was Jesus. And Jesus meets her in such a way, and last week we heard the first part of the story, Jesus inviting her to drink from a well of fresh, clean, iced water, where her heart was so parched, You can nearly taste the dryness. Her heart was so parched. She'd been looking for life in all the wrong places with all the wrong people. And then she meets Jesus. And as she meets Jesus, her story just changes. But not just for her. Like this encounter with Jesus has a social economic, emotional, mental health, well-being. Like this impacts her story, her encounter with Jesus impacts so many different parts of her story. But also her home, her hometown, her street, and her children's children, children's children. Like her one encounter with Jesus at the wrong time, at the wrong place, has an impact five generations from that moment. Like that's bonkers, isn't it? So part of what we're involved with today has impacts for generations to come. Just chatting to somebody before we said hello and, and this person simply said, you know, I, I, um, I just feel I've been making some good choices of late. I'm like, oh, you know what that's called? It's walking in wisdom. Well, the Bible talks about walking with lady wisdom. Lovely, eh? I said, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to choose not to listen to the world. I'm not going to choose to listen to my old story. But Jesus, I want to press into you and all that you have for me. And I imagine that this woman, she just walks with wisdom from that day onwards. Let me just read to you a little bit. And and let's not forget, let's not forget. Why was Jesus there at the well at the wrong time of day with the wrong sort of woman? Do you know why he was there? Let me tell you this. This is John chapter 4. 
He was there because of this. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. So Jesus was looking for a worshiper. And he goes to the woman known for a shame. So that means... Well, that means if you have discounted yourself, Jesus wants to count you back in. If you've tapped out from the cage fight of your life because of the stuff that you've done, the people you've been with, the story that has been told of you, and you've given up, Jesus says, ding, ding, round two, we go again. And cage fighting is a scrap. You will still get battered. You will still pick up a scar or two. But ding, ding, get your face off the canvas. You're back in the fight. And Jesus is the only one to throw in the towel for you. And I know it feels like other people have thrown the towel in for you. But Jesus, this beautiful coach, comes, throws a towel away and picks you up and says, ding, ding, we go again. And this invitation for this woman, well, isn't it beautiful? Like he starts talking and says, hey, the reason I'm here to let you know is the father's looking for a worshiper just like you. Because I see your heart. I see your heart. And it's interesting, you know, this woman who's come from shame. And the thing is about being a follower of Jesus, and I don't know where you are with your following of Jesusness, but it still takes us a while to catch up to how Jesus is with people. And sometimes we get it right and sometimes we blow it. Well, here in this, in this next little bit, we see the disciples blowing it. So Jesus is calling out the future of this lady. Uh, So the father's looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one called is Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus says to her, I am the Messiah. Just then his disciples come back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want to do with her? Or why are you talking to her? Now it says on there that they didn't have the nerve to ask, but I think she could smell it. I think she could see their pharisaical eyes. I think she could sense their judgment because it goes on to say, the woman left. The woman left her water jar. It's the only reason she came. To get a bucket of water. But Jesus has given her water that's going to flow from her constantly. Constantly. The woman left the water jar beside the well and ran back to the village. You don't run in that heat of the day. Like it's been running around this room lap after lap after lap. You don't, you walk slowly in weather like this, but she legged it. She ran back to the village telling everyone, 
come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Now, if I was hearing that woman, at that point, that's the perfect timing for a Saki remark. You've just met a man who's told you everything that you've ever did. Oh, there's a long list there, love. But she can't wait to tell him that even though he knew everything about me, he loved me. He offered me a fresh, clean slate and a new life. The man who told me everything I did, could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I've got the kind of food that you know nothing about. Did someone bring him food while they were gone? The disciples asked each other. Then Jesus explained, the nourishment comes from the doing the will of God who sent me and from the finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up. Look around, the fields are already ripe for harvest. He's referring to the lady who they've written off, but God is writing in. The harvester paid good wages and the fruit that they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plants and the other harvests, or... One plants a pot of joy and the other takes it to someone. And it's true. I send you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work and now you will get to gather the harvest. Now here's the next bit. And I love this next bit. Because we've met the before of this woman at the well. And now here's the after. Many Samaritans from the village, believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, now we believe not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves Now we know that he is indeed the saviour of the world. So the invitation today is firstly to come to the well for the first time for each and every one of us. And then it's to go and let people know that there's a new well in town. And the well's called Jesus. Now just so we're super clear in this, Carlisle Vineyard is not the well. Jesus is the well. So this is not about a story inviting us to invite people to come to a building on a Sunday. This is an invitation for you and for me to invite people to come to a well called Jesus. And as people encounter Jesus, then to go and tell their world. Because you are a gift to this city you have been perfectly placed perfectly planted whether you've been in the city 47 years 
or two minutes. You're perfectly planted, perfectly placed to invite people to the well. And if you're anything like me, and you've heard me talk about this before, but I'm a sucker for a before and after. I'm a sucker for a before and after. And you see this bucket? You see the bucket? You see this bucket? It's not much in there. Like, it's not the best of the buckets, is it? Like, you see what's in the bucket? Like, I know time's going, but it's important to have a little look in the bucket. Or bucket, as some would say. How would you say bucket? Bucket, bucket. You see the bucket. Yeah, it's not the most attractive looking bucket. Did you see the bucket? How would you say? It's your bucket. That is your bucket. Have <laughs> you seen the bucket? Now, I know I, I'm, yeah, yeah, it's not, like, it's not the most attractive bucket, is it, Gene? Like, you've seen better buckets, haven't you? Have you seen what's in the bucket? Yeah, how underimpressed are you? There's a stone, like, there's not much in there, is there? But here's what's interesting. This here is exactly the same bucket. Exactly the same bucket. For it's had a loving heavenly father plant some stuff. And the woman at the well comes like this. Fag ends, stones, weeds. And she leaves like this. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Now, forgive me if you're looking for more, um, I don't even know what I'm saying. Like, if you're looking for a whole stack of information, you're in the wrong place. But if you're looking for someone who can bring a bit of transformation, then say hello to Jesus. Because it's people in your life, in this city right now, and this is their story. And statistically, fathers, we've been talking about fathers, there's men in the city, fellows around my age, who are most likely to take their life. Because they've never seen, they've never heard there's a possibility of a book had been full of life. 